welcome to Words, Wobbles and Wisdom, an honest and fun body positive podcast by me, Anne-Marie Miles. Are you struggling with your weight? Do you wish that you didn't think about food so often? Are there days when you'd wrestle a toasted sandwich off an alligator? Well then, this might just be the podcast for you. I share my story, a lifelong battle with weight, food and mental health struggles. I share it alongside some of my writing on the subject and some of the wisdom I've gleaned from my life as a Christian. So join me for this week's episode of Words, Wobbles and Wisdom. Hello there and welcome to this week's edition of Words, Wobbles and Wisdom. As you can hear, I am full of cold. I went from being stressed last week to being sick, which uh, quite often happens, actually, um, if I'm really, really stressed. Yeah, I ended up on the sofa over the weekend, uh, shivery, achy, too warm, too cold. And now uh, that's left me, but I've got this horrible congested head cold. So you'll have to bear with me. I'm not sitting in front of my uh, excellent microphone. I'm curled up on the sofa under a blanket, keeping warm and comfy. And uh, we'll just have to do the best we can this week. Thank you so much for those of you who got in touch after last week's episode. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I was just too busy and and overwhelmed. But there you go. Such is life that happens. So this week, I wanted to talk to you about um, something called microaggression. And uh, I'd never heard of this phrase until during the week I watched a, a small snippet of an interview with Richard Osman. And uh, I was amazed really at what he shared. He started to talk about the fact that, you know, he's very tall. He's six foot seven, I think he said he is. And uh, I'm so sorry, I was really finding it hard to talk. <laughs> after doing two hours of radio this morning as well. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, he was talking about microaggression and he was talking about his height and how people talk about his height all the time, every single day. You know, he'll have four, five, six comments about his height. And um, what he was saying is that, if you know, if you see somebody different, this is what he said in the interview, if you see somebody different, they don't need to be told because they've both, because they've been told every day of their lives. And he just say most people, he did say most people are not being cruel. Sometimes they are, but they're not, they're not being cruel. But, um, and you know, he said, it's, I'm not talking about discrimination because the guy who was interviewing him was a black guy. So he said, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying I'm being discriminated against in the way other people would be for, you know, ethnic minority or whatever. But he said, every single day I'm reminded of it by other people. And he said, even if you're trying to be kind, if you see somebody different, they don't need to know that you've noticed if they are different or not. So then he went on to talk about microaggressions. And I looked up, um, I looked up a definition of microaggression on, it was on the Vox.com website, and it said they are something very specific, the kind of remarks, questions or actions that are painful because they have to do with a person's membership in a group that is discriminated against or subjected to stereotypes. And a key part of what makes them so disconcerting 
not the people, the microaggressions, is that they happen casually, frequently, often without any harm intended in everyday life. And it got me thinking about, I was um, doing my radio show last week or the week before, and Crystal Lewis came on and I was talking about the fact that I, I saw her in Knott's Berry Farm many, many years ago. I saw her on stage. And I said, when I was doing my radio show, I said, oh, she's tiny. She's got, you know, she's got this amazingly powerful voice, which she has. And she's teeny weeny. She's a dinky little thing. She's so gorgeous and cute. And da, 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 da. And when I, re- when I heard um, Richard Osman talk about the microaggressions, it immediately brought me back to that comment I made why did I need to comment on the fact that she was small what did it what what difference did it make the fact that she was small you see this little in stature person with this magnificent huge voice that comes over so yeah that got me thinking about microaggressions that we hear as overweight people uh you know comments about our weight and stuff in fact Richard Osmond said that one of the things that he said he went to a gig one time and the person he was talking to said, oh gosh, I pity the fella that was sitting behind you. (laughs) And the guy said, uh, Richard Osmond said, I know why he said it. I know why the guy said it. Um, It was just like, oh, did he have to say that? Now, you know, now I'm going to be thinking about the guy who was behind me for the whole concert. Um, And it's that thing, it's those comments that stay with you that make you think, oh, did I make somebody else's experience a bad experience? Maybe I shouldn't be here. Maybe I should just disappear. You know how they could really chip away at our at our self-esteem. And I apologise. I am just really struggling today, but I'm going to keep going. <clears throat> right, I had to go and try and sort myself out there. I'm back. So, um, yeah, so I got... It reminded me of um, thinking of microaggressions to do with weight and stuff. It reminded me of a, I'm just putting my feet up. Here we go. Um, an episode of Dinner Ladies. So Dolly in Dinner Ladies has obviously lost an awful lot of weight. You, don't, you never see her before she lost her weight, but you know that she's, you know, dieting and watching her weight and blah, blah, blah. So... Somebody who hasn't seen her for a while comes in and says, oh, you've slimmed down. And uh, Dolly's delighted with herself. She says, oh, thank you. And the first woman says, you used to be gargantuan. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, and it's like, yeah, um, a little microaggression there, you know, um, a compliment with a little slap uh, at the end of it. And I think we do. Uh, we can get them as well. And I think one of the microaggressions I really, that really annoys me is the one about about food, about eating. You know, the whole idea of, um, are you going to have a dessert? No, I don't think I will. Oh, good girl. Or are you going to have a dessert? Yeah, I think I will. Oh, oh, the moment on the lips and all that. I'm not saying any of it is untrue, but uh, it's not necessarily very kind, is it? some of the time so um yeah so I that's what I've been thinking about the microaggressions and uh, kind of becoming conscious of my own 
I mean, you don't really get to the stage where you can't say anything to anybody. And what are we going to do if we get to the stage where we can't laugh at anything? You know, is there going to be any comedy left? What, what comedy are we going to have left if we, if we can't laugh at stuff? I, you know, I, I know there's a lot of inappropriate, non-PC stuff out there. But sometimes it feels, oh gosh, can we not say anything to anyone about anything, you know? And, but I, I, I was surprised. I was actually surprised to see Richard Osman. And you could see by him, he wasn't just um, paying lip service to it. You could see by him that it was something that bothered him and it was something that he felt very strongly about, that he felt very passionately about. If you see somebody who's different, you do not need to tell them, even if you think it's just a bit of fun, you do not need to point it out because you're guaranteed that three or four people will have already have pointed it out to them that day and every day. Be the person who doesn't point it out. Um, and I thought, yeah, that's good. Be the person who doesn't, be the person who doesn't point it out. Be the person who keeps their counsel and keeps their gob shut and doesn't say the obvious thing. Ooh, you're tall, you're big. Oh, that's a big dessert or, oh gosh, that's a big dinner. or Oh, is that your third pint? Is that your second cigarette? I, I mean, I know I was, I've been like that a long time about things and people. And, and it got me thinking then about the microaggressions that we, um, we kind of use against ourselves. We can be very microaggressive to ourselves. You know, we look in the mirror and throw our eyes to heaven and state you or you know even the you say something that you've wanted to say for ages you build yourself up to say it and you say right this is it this thing needs to be said and you say the thing and then you spend the next few hours few days questioning yourself going over in your head and calling yourself stupid for saying the thing that you wanted to say you know and then of course when it comes to our weight and the way we eat and the things we eat we can be really microaggressive to ourselves and disguise it as chivying ourselves on. I've spoken before about how I don't hold with food shame. Um, and that's something I learned from a guy called Lee Maroney, who he runs Coach Approach in Talla in County Dublin. And, you know, he was a big one for, listen, make the decision Eat the bar of chocolate or don't eat the bar of chocolate. Make a decision. Eat it. If, if you want to eat it, then eat it and enjoy every bite of it. Enjoy it and then move on. Just move on. Just move on. You haven't shot anyone. You haven't, you know, you haven't committed a mortal sin. You've eaten a bar of chocolate. Because the food shame will just, the food shame just hangs around your neck. You know, and and then makes you want to eat more. The worse you feel about yourself, the more you want to eat. Well, that's certainly the case for me. The worse I feel about myself, the more I want to eat. And I think the microaggressions are a way that we can keep chipping away at ourselves. But actually, because they're so small and, and they're just off the cuff remarks, and like in the definition, they happen frequently. And, you know, with no no seeming malice we can be chipping away at ourselves in the guise of humor or in the guise of um you know encouragement or chucking ourselves on the shoulder or whatever 
and we just need to be really careful of them. So yeah, this is this completely new to me, the whole microaggression thing. I wonder, have you ever heard of it? I hadn't heard of it before I heard um, Richard Osmond talking, talking about it. And you know, one of the, part of the problem of talking about this is I keep remembering things that were said to me and <laughs> things that I've said and go, oh my goodness, that's such a microaggression. I remember a few years ago, I was friends with a woman and she was probably about 10 years older than me, but she was the same shape as me. It was when I was kind of probably at my biggest or nearly my biggest and she maybe wasn't as big as me, but we were the same shape. We had the same hair colour, the same length of hair and similar glasses. Um, and we used to laugh about that, you know, we were twins and whatever. And somebody came over to me one Sunday morning in church and asked me a question and the, I had no idea what they were talking about. And she, she said, yeah, you said you were doing A, B and C. I was wondering how you got on. I said, no, I've no, 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 that's not me. And she went, oh, gosh, I meant the other one. I meant the other one. What, the other huge, big, fat person with long brown hair and these glasses? Is that what you, is that what you meant? Do you know what I mean? I was like, I was, re I remember being really offended by that. As if there was oh, the, a set of two pe you know, people in our category, you know, in the church. I remember being really annoyed by that. Um, but then I, I can tell you for every microaggression I've heard, I've probably said 10 and not noticed. I know that that person wouldn't have noticed that they said, you know, that I was bothered by that. But I wonder what, you know, I think it is things like that. It's kind of the hidden, I don't know, is, is it the, I suppose what it is, it's the isms, isn't it? In, in micro form, racism, sexism, it's, they're in like tiny form. They're like a con, in a condensed form that we can say to ourselves. Now, you might think, you know, what's the big deal when it comes to ourselves? But I'm reading an article um, from actually from the Good Housekeeping magazine. Don't worry, I haven't uh, subscribed to the Good Housekeeping magazine. <laughs> it's just an article I was reading on microaggressions happened to be in that magazine. It says how microaggressions are harmful. It says microaggressions are indirect, subtle and not immediately or visibly life threatening by nature. Yet they are still dangerous. In life, there are big T traumas and little T traumas. Big T traumas are what you'd expect. An assault, a car accident, natural disaster, explains Brenda Hatman, his DLP, a psychologist in Ann Arbor. Small T traumas are things like name calling, microaggressions, non-life-threatening aggression, like being pushed during an argument, but not hurt. In the trauma field, we recognise that the accumulation of little t traumas over time can have the same impact as a big t trauma. So, a big t trauma, like they said, an assault, a car accident, a natural disaster, that the little t traumas over time can build up and have the same impact as a big, as a big t trauma. Which is a bit worrying, isn't it? So what it's saying is that if if you are subjected to microaggressions constantly then you will eventually it will chip away and, and can have the effect of a big t trauma so what about that to ourselves then if we have these microaggressions towards ourselves to towards the way we eat towards the 
at the moment I'm, you know, I'm just not losing weight at all because I haven't been focused and then Rich wasn't well and then I, now I'm not well and it's just all a bit big mess. So how do I speak to myself at the moment? Do I microaggression myself back into low carb eating? Back into the kitchen to make some bread or some low carb bickies or whatever? Is that is that the answer? Or do I you know, back away from microaggressions and give myself time to recover and get back to full strength, both mentally and physically. Um, I think the latter is the best one. Um, we just need to be really careful that, uh, I thought it was quite significant to read that all those small traumas, those little chip, 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 little comments that chip away at us, they can accumulate and actually form the same type of um, injury to us as a major trauma would to our heart and our mind. Quite amazing, really. Okay, so there's one more thing for us to do. Frankie! What is that about? Yes, indeed. What is that about? Well, last week Richard had COVID. And I was doing great. I was flying. And then he started to get better and I started to get worse. So I took a test. I was negative for COVID, but I had all the symptoms. I was coughing and I was wake. I woke up two nights in a row. I woke up and I was absolutely shivering. Shiver, shiver, shiver. Like literally teeth rattling, shivering. Never had that before. Well, I can't remember ever having that before. And then eventually I, you know, pull the covers up. Right under my chin and get warm. And then an hour or so later, I'd wake up, I'd have flung the covers off because I was sweating bananas. And literally, like, you know, just rolling down my neck and my forehead. Like, oh my goodness, I was just in bits. For two nights I had that. That was Saturday night and Sunday night, I think. So... I mean, where are we now? Wednesday, and I'm still like I'm on the sofa under a blanket, uh, having to stop this thing every so often to sneeze or, or yawn. You can have this one, or yawn or whatever. But yeah, it's so annoying. I hate being ill. Do not want to be ill. I'm too busy to be ill. I've too much to do to be ill. Anyway, that's what's irking me. I'm hoping that next week I will be neither stressed nor sick. And I'll be back to, you know, whatever full strength is. With more delight and delectability for you, my lovely listeners. Don't forget, I'm on YouTube. Pop over and subscribe to the YouTube channel, would you? I'll be putting some more stuff up there this week. And the website is annemariemiles.co.uk. And... I would love you to review the podcast on Apple Podcasts if you listen on Apple. And uh, I think that's it. Before I fall asleep, I'm going to say goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for bearing with me, my scratchy voice and probably really bad quality of sound. Sound quality? Is that the phrase I'm looking for? <laughs> anyway, thank you very much. God bless you. I will see you and you will hear me next week. Bye-bye.